Welcome back to The Watch List. I'm Nicole Petalides. It's time to focus on EVs, electric vehicles. Joining me right now, Steve Wesley, founder, managing partner, The Wesley Group. Thanks for being with us. I was looking at some of your stats where the sales, while auto sales were down, EV sales jumped over 80%. So that tells me there's demand, right? I mean, where do we stand in the world of EVs and the demand picture? Well, look, there's a huge demand for EVs. And what's happening now is that Tesla has inadvertently started a price war that other automakers just weren't ready for. So expect to see other automakers now, uh, Ford, others will have to follow suit, slashing prices. Great news for consumers. But here's the thing you gotta think about. Tesla can afford it. They earn 15.7 thousand gross profit per vehicle they sell. And think about this, Tesla margins, 5X larger than Ford, 4X larger than Toyota, 2X larger than Volkswagen, and General Motors is losing money on every EV. So the question is, Great news for consumers. What does this do for the auto company's bottom line? And the big issue here, if you're an investor, especially for Ford, are the trucking wars, because you've got to hand it to Ford. 42 years in a row, biggest selling vehicle in America, Ford F-150 Lightning, great truck, but they only sold 13.2 thousand units last year. Rivian, great truck, they only sold 24 thousand units. Tesla's about to start selling their cyber trucks in Q3 from a massive new plant in Austin. And if they sell even a fraction of 1.4 million pre-orders, that could really cut into the Ford auto company's revenues and profits. So Ford's gonna need to buckle up. Uh, let's hope they can hold on to market share, we'll see. I mean, that doesn't even remote. I knew that the Cybertruck had all those pre-orders um, over a million. You said 1.4, you know, I heard 1.1, whatever. It's oh, well over a million. It's a crazy number. You have to put a small amount down. So, you know, we'll see whether or not the people actually commit when it comes time. But a million versus the competition of the F-150 Lightning, which is a beauty. But you're talking 15,000, did you just say 15,000 sold? Is, is that right? I said 15,000. Now the big question is what do they grow to? And I, I have a feeling they will ramp up quickly. They should be at 50 or 100,000. But the sheer size and magnitude of Tesla's facility in Texas, combined with their expertise in manufacturing, and by the way, lower battery costs, I think they could blow by the others. And again, Tesla, no one has been able to break into the Ford 150's market. If Tesla manages to sell two, three, four hundred thousand units this year, moving to something closer to five, six hundred thousand next year, they will put a dent in Ford's most profitable sector. Right, understood. And you said no one can catch up to Tesla, not at this time. The way they're making profit, you said GM won't be profitable for years to come, maybe till 2025. Um, Tesla had the ability to cut the, the prices. Now we see the Mach-E um, over at Ford being cut. So what's the final takeaway here? Is there room for all of these names to do well? The short answer is no. Look, the auto industry contracted 8% last year. At precisely the same time, you see 22, uh, 25 new electric vehicle makers coming into the sector. There is going to be a shakeout. So what everybody needs to be looking at is who is growing and who can maintain profitability. Now, Tesla did 1.3 million uh, units sold last year compared to 60,000 for Ford, 50,000 for GM. So they're already 15x ahead. The big question is this year, 
based on Tesla making the early price cuts, they look like they're going to vault ahead from 1.3 million units sold to something closer to 1.9 or 2 million units. If Ford and GM are still where I think they'll be in the 200,000 range, maybe a little north of that, Tesla's still going to have a 10x advantage. But they're no longer the major competitors. you got to look at Volkswagen. They've got major plants up and running in Europe, North America, and Asia. And the real challengers are probably the Chinese. Get used to hearing a lot about new brands like BYD and SAIC. The government subsidizing them. They've got an advantage in the battery cost, and they're getting ready to come to Europe and North America. So get ready for the big truck smackdown and the big international car battle. This is going to be a fascinating race. I love it. I love it so much because obviously it's fascinating. We love to see the battle. And of course, you want a fair playing field, but there's no doubt that Tesla has started early in this game and doing so well. I mean, you also have the, we talked about the Cybertruck. The semi truck already has orders too from a lot of the big corporations. So they, they certainly bring a lot to the table. Um, what about these other names? Are, are there some of these names abroad that you think could be formidable? Competitors. You mentioned BYD. I, I think of Neo and Xpeng, and you mentioned uh, a, a newer one, XAIC. Um, you know, what about as China sales likely to increase? So China sales are absolutely going to increase. And again, look at the big picture here. All of a sudden, after people worried about U.S. car manufacturing prowess, you've got Tesla, number one auto seller in Australia. Tesla owning the U.S. luxury market in the U.S. for the first time in 25 years, and a U.S. brand is beating the Germans for luxury sales and the Japanese. And Tesla, the Model Y, is the single largest selling car, gas or electric, in all of Europe. This has the Europeans going crazy. But nothing stays the same in the auto industry, and China is the world's largest auto market. BYD makes great cars. They're the master at selling low end. They may be where Honda was 30 years ago in the U.S. market, and they're good cars. And they're gearing up to go international. So that's something Tesla has to be looking over its shoulder about. Neo looks pretty good. I'm a little concerned about their ability to produce vehicles profitably. And now you've got the Vietnamese maker, the first one at an even lower cost point with uh, VinFast. Uh, opening showrooms as we speak in California. So it is a whole new world. But if you're an auto investor, it's no longer enough to know what the Japanese, the Europeans, and the Americans are doing. You need to be looking at China, and uh, it's okay. going to be fascinating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I want everybody to know, you used to sit on the board of Tesla. Isn't that correct? So at this point now, um, obviously, everybody wants to know about Elon Musk. Is he still the right guy? Is he still focused on Tesla? I'd like you to answer that. As well as where is the fair valuation of this company? There are many people who think it's fairly valued right where it is. There are some who think it's going to 500 um, and some well over 1,000 in the world of autonomous ride sharing. Um, give me an outlook and where Elon Musk fits in the picture. <laughs> Well, I, I was hoping you were going to ask some tougher questions. Well, let, let's tackle those too. First, I, I think Elon probably is the right guy for the job. Look, he's the father, uh, essentially, of the global uh, electric auto industry. He has led the field from start to finish, and he's not only developed the most innovative vehicles to date, but he's been a master at keeping costs down, bringing battery uh, cost in-house, the first to really reap extra margins from what's called over-the-air software. So 
as long as he stays focused on Tesla, I think he'll be just fine. But focus is the key there. In terms of pricing, look, there's nothing magic about electric vehicles. The whole world's going that direction. Revenues are going to go up in that area, but you've got to look at the numbers. So here's what they are. Roughly $81 billion sold last year. That's up 45% over the year before. Now that they've cut prices, I think that number is going to rise. I think Tesla's on track to go from 1.3 million units sold to very close to 2 million sold. And the average price, even though they've done a cost cut, is likely to go up because they're going to be selling cyber trucks, which tend to be more expensive. They're going to be selling their semis as well. Also, something no one looks about, and I just want to tease you with this, and we'll talk about it more in the future. Tesla also has a rapidly growing energy division where they're not just selling the power walls and the solar tiles for the roof, but they're selling 1.5 gigawatt power packs to utilities globally. So Tesla's doing something bolder, faster, bigger than just about anyone else. Stay tuned. It's going to take a while for someone to dethrone them. We're going to call them a utility company, too. Uh, what did you think I was going to ask you that was going to be harder? Are you buying or selling your shares? Well, what didn't I ask? No, predicting Elon's next move is, is tough enough. One thing I can promise is it's going to be exciting. But stay tuned on the energy front, because what customers are really looking for, especially as you move to electrics, are not just a car. They're looking for a turnkey solution. And that means, can you sell me the solar panels? the power wall, and the car all together. It's a whole new mindset. Millennials, Gen Z voters get it. Tesla's out front on it. The other auto companies are gonna have to move hard to catch up. Ford's already followed suit. They have a, a relationship with Sunrun and LG Chem, so they're providing their own turnkey solution. The other auto companies are gonna have to jump into this new world. But the promise out there that Mr. Musk has offered is, come with me at Tesla, and you'll never pay a penny for electricity or gasoline again, that's a pretty powerful value proposition. Steve Wesley, let's leave it there. Steve Wesley, Wesley Group, thank you very much. Thanks, Good Nicole. to see you. Thanks.